God. Born again, be a child of God. Be a friend of God. Seek the kingdom of God first. Number two, the second key, work hard and work smart. If you want to be wealthy, kingdom wealth, work hard and work smart. It's not enough for you to be very hardworking, but you must be productive. Think, be creative. You don't keep doing what you are doing every year and you expect results. Change the dynamics. Learn more of ways to do things. Improve on what you're doing. That's what we're saying. If result is not coming, please look for those who are getting the result. Learn from them. Read their books. Attend seminars. Praise God. So Proverbs 20, 13. 2 Thessalonians 3, 10. Number three, the third key is pay your tithes and offering faithfully to God's house. Sow special seeds. Proverbs 3.9, Malachi 3.10.12, tithes belongs to God. Don't eat what belongs to God. Tithes does not belong to pastor or any man. It belongs to God. The fourth key is prayer. Prayer. Luke 18.1, Jesus said, men ought to pray and not to faint. We must pray. The kingdom wealth, prayer. Wealth transferring prayers. Breakthrough prayers. Pray against devourers. Pray against wasters. Pray that God will connect you to people that matters, that will help your ministry and your business. Pray. Pray. So that God's favor will rest on you. And Isaiah 45, verse 3, you know, the Bible says there is a hidden treasure somewhere. It's only open to those who can pray. There are some secrets of wealth. There are some secrets that has been hidden from men. But when you pray, God will open your eyes to those ideas that can generate wealth. <coughs> Remember the story of Jabez, First Chronicles chapter 4, verse 10 to 12. Jabez cried unto God. He said, oh, that thou will bless me and enlarge my course. So, you might have to pray the prayer of Jabez for that uh, kingdom wealth. The fifth key, the sixth key, is go out of your way to be a blessing to others. Help the poor, widows, orphan, help the sick. Give to your biological and spiritual parents. The Bible says in Deuteronomy 15, 11 and Deuteronomy 5, 16, he said, he said, honor thy father and thy mother so that it may be well with you. Please, if things are not well with you, look back. Maybe you are not taking care of your parents, your siblings, your parents. Particularly, many of us are from Africa and from other countries. Do not neglect those people. They need your help and your support now. We all know what is going on. Don't come to UK and be okay citizen. In UK, they say it's okay, but it's not okay. So, help the poor, help your parents, help people, support people, give to them. The last key is avoid being a debtor if possible. Minimize the number of debts. Please avoid spending your credit cards. Don't use your credit cards for food. 
Some people use credit card for everything. You can use credit card provided you know that whatever you are spending that credit card on is going to bring returns and you are going to be paying offset the bills. You have just finished about 10,000 credit uh, uh, pounds on your credit card and now you are going on the next credit card. That is not wise. The sofa on your seat is buy now, pay later. It's on credit. Remember a friend of mine. I went to his house and the children were jumping and they were pouring water. And he took one of them to the bedroom and I had cried. I said, what is it? Pastor, we have not finished paying for that sofa. <laughs> we have not finished. It will take us two years. And the guy is pouring water. Many of us are like that. So by now, Avoid being a debtor, if possible. Then I said, invest, invest wisely with wisdom of God. Real estate, go to real estate, buy properties. As the Lord bless you, invest, buy houses, homes, invest. You know, there's a way to do it. We have gurus in the house. Stocks and shares are good investments. Do business. Not many of us are wired for business, but you can go into partnership. There is one idea that we Africans are missing, and that is franchise. Franchise, already established business. McDonald's, for example. All right, can I shock you? Every McDonald's venue you see, all right, is not owned by McDonald's. It's owned by an individual. So what they do is that they partner with McDonald's, they pay some certain rights, they call it, do you understand? And they take over. But guess what? You don't change that name. It's a copyright. It belongs to McDonald's. Every McDonald's site you see doesn't belong to McDonald's. It's owned by an individual. Franchise. So that's one thing we should look at for, for business. Already established business, then we buy into that business as a partner, franchise. You know, also, finally, I said, look into how you can, you know, bring more money, multi streams of income into your family. Proverbs 22, verse 7. Then the Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 1 to 4. Finally, the seventh key seek for information and knowledge by reading books, financial intelligence, attend wealth seminars. If you are not informed, you'll be deformed. Hosea 4, 6. My people are dying for lack of what? Lack of knowledge. All right. Kingdom Worlds Part 2. Today, we're going to be speaking on how we can minimize waste. Freedom from the spirit of waste. Freedom from the spirit of uh, waste. We'll take our test from the book of Joel, chapter 2, verse 24 to 26. I mean, somebody might be running a thought in his or mind while his pastor teaching about kingdom wealth. God is trying to position you and I for what is coming in future. Because God has revealed to me there is 
the rain is about to fall. Okay? And it's not enough for you to be prepared, but you must understand what to do when the rain starts falling. So that's why we are taking this teaching. Joel chapter 2, verse 24 to 26, I will read. And the floors shall be full of wheat, and the vats shall overflow with wine and oil. And I will restore to you the years that the locusts had eaten the cantaworm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm. Listen to this. My great army, which I sent among you. Sometimes God can send devourers and wasters. My great army, those cantaworm, caterpillar, palm, palmer worm. God said, my great army, which I send among you, I will take it out. And you shall eat in plenty Amen. and be satisfied. Amen. And praise the name of the Lord, Amen. your God, that I dare wondrously with you and my people shall never be ashamed. Amen. Why is it that we say amen when we hear the good side of the promise of God? <laughs> but when it comes to the good instructions, we don't want to say amen, we want to avoid that. Praise God. Freedom from the spirit of waste. Praise God. See, there are many ways we can learn in life. I've I actually grew up as a very young guy, as an orphan, and I grew up to be an adult at a very young age. So, I, at the age of 20, I already had the brain of a 40-year-old man. At the age of 20, I already had the mind of a full-grown adult, married in my mind. Yes. Know what to do, understands the future, asking questions how to place my destiny rights, what not to do wrong. But then I grew up to learn that by adversity by the experience I went through because I lost my parents at my early age of life. So it was a shock for me. It was a bad experience, but I came out better because I learned from it. Now, what am I saying is there are so many ways you learn. You learn by going to school. That's what you do in school, isn't it? Knowledge, primary, secondary, university, you go to learn every day. You learn, you're learning. The other way you can learn in life it's when you go through life experience, like mine. For example, many of you seated here listening to me are going through some situations you can't explain. Those are life experience. We all go through it. For someone, maybe trusting God for the fruit of the womb. It's a life experience. You will learn one lesson or the other from that. Praise God. And you know what? Every experience you learn from will never leave you the same. Yeah, it will never leave you the same. So we learn in many ways. The third way we can learn is through other people's experience. I think I would prefer that. And that is if you have good mentors, a coach, you know, you read books of their stories, you're already informed about what to do. Praise God. Do you know that there are many things in life we can avoid? Many disasters, many failures and loss that we can avoid in life if we can learn from people that have gone through it in life. Praise God. Amen. And that is mentors, coach, and 
people uh, that have gone through that experience. You know, let me use this example from my country, Africa and Nigeria. There are this young guy, you know, not everybody would be good at going to school. You know, if their parents have tried all they could, they've sent them to school and they discover that this guy is not wired for education. They will send them to somebody to be trained. It might be spare parts. It might be a welder. It might be a hairdresser. And they will discover that the lady or the guy will be functioning well, better. You know, you guess what? They call those people apprentices. Now, what are they doing? They are learning. Now, after finishing their learning or, you know, their tutorials with their masters, what will they do? They will pray for them, give them certificates, and sometimes they even organize party for them. Praise God. So that's another way to learn. You learn from mentors and coach. All right. Now, the question is this. Many millions of money have passed through your hands as you are seated. Is that right? Many millions exchange your account, you buy, you keep. Many. Uh, we've all, including myself, have handled money. Millions, thousands. Look up. The question is this. What have you been doing with that millions that have exchanged your accounts and yourself? Where is the million? Where are those thousands of pounds? That's a very tough question, isn't it? The question again is this. What will you do with your money after now? After we have gone through this training. Now, I wrote in my book, with all my experience and with all my reading and going through seminars and getting a lot of information from people, men, great people and uh, mentors and uh, business gurus. And I discovered that there are three things we do with money. There are many things we do with money. I mentioned them. Number one, you can waste it. Number two, you can spend it. Number three, you can invest it. You can hashtag that. You either waste, you either spend, or you either what? Those three things are constant. That is all you can do with money. You either waste, spend, or invest. You either waste money, you spend it, or you invest it. Now, listen to this. Foolish and untrained people, they waste money. Like the prodigal son in Luke 15, 11, 32. The Bible said, and the prodigal son went to the father. He said, Father, give me all that, that your everything that belongs to me, your will, give it to me. And afterward, the Bible records that he spent everything riotlessly. He wasted it. No wisdom, no understanding. He wasted it. Then he came back to his senses and said, I need to go back 
to my father. The spirit of wisdom. The spirit of wisdom. So you either waste, spend, or invest money. Now, the waster, that is the force behind every form of waste. The devourer, the forces behind every unexpected expenses that comes to devour your resources. The emptiest, the forces behind every tragedy and calamity that empties you of all the fruit of your labor. I've seen people who have saved for so long for a project and suddenly a chronic illness will attack one of the family. And before you know it, they will spend all they have saved for over 30 years on that particular sickness. That's not ordinary. That's the spirit of emptiness, to empty everything they have saved. These three things can manifest through carelessness or undisciplined individual or sometimes an attack from God. Like Joel chapter 2 verse 25 or Malachi 3 10 12. Bring ye tight into my house so that there will be meat in my house. And he said something. He said so that I will rebuild devourer for thy sake. The question is this, are you a waster? I've seen people waste five years of savings on a one-day ceremony. So they've saved for almost 10 years. And on the, they wasted everything on one day just because of wedding. Wasted. I've seen people waste resources Listen to this. Don't criticize me on the naming ceremony of a child number four. <laughs> and yet these people, they are still tenants. I'm not saying you should not do your naming. First born, second born, third born, you did party. Fourth born, you want to throw party. If they didn't talk to you, talk to yourself. People will come, they will eat, and they will leave. They will not even drop 10 pounds or 20 pounds. And after all said and done, you go back to your 9 to 5, night shift, morning shift. Wastage. I've seen people waste money on clothes, jewelry, handsets, electronic gadgets. Yet, no stocks, no shares, no mortgage. What's the wisdom above waste? Number one, never buy what you don't need except it's really needed. Buy now, pay later. You know, Christmas is coming. I told my wife, there is nothing like sales. Special offer. All those are marketing gimmicks. Sales and offer will always come every time. So don't let them trick you and you buy by impulse. Ah, 
uh, the, the Christmas is coming. Next is doing this. Uh, this is doing that. They are only taking your money. Sales will come. Don't buy when you don't need. Never spend money in haste. Always think before you spend. Wisdom above waste. Always investigate before putting money into anything. Business or project or investment. Do your investigation. Do your research very well. Number four, no impulse buying. Be led by the Holy Spirit, not your emotion. Many of us, we buy things online. We don't need shoes, dresses, jewelries. Number two, what people do with money, they spend it. Average people spend money all over the world. They make money, spend it on bills, necessary things, and start looking for money again. We call that rat race. You know, we go to work, come back 5 o'clock. By Friday, they clock our accounts by God's grace. All right? We pay our bills. We set to electricity. Thank God that things are going down, not going up now. Water bills and everything. Then if they are left over, we save. If there are none, the next month, we continue. We go to work. We come back 9 to 5. Pay our bills. Put food on our tables. Come to church. Give offering. If there is left over or not, we may not save. We spend. This is how I actually put it. We make or get money. Then we spend it on bills. Then we save and invest. If you have anything left, then after that, we give some to God if it remains. We need to break free from that cycle. The right mindset is that you make money or get money. Once you make money, the first thing you do is to settle God. Settle God first. Listen. If you know your constant salary, your income, or your profit, do direct debits for your tithes. That's what I do. Do it. And I've said it before. You see, when you start paying your tithes, you will discover that you are not even losing anything. You don't even feel something is going out of your account. It's because we are not committed to it. Nothing. You make your money. You get your profit and income. Settle God. 10% out then the next thing is you settle savings and investment another 10% you put into savings every month no matter how small every month then after that the remaining 70% is for you and your family you can eat the fat and flourishing but the 30 10 for God 10 for savings 10 for investment 70 for yourself your children and your family. Alright? Wisdom for wise spending. Ask the following question. When you want to buy, is the price right? Have I compared prices? Listen to this. Hmm. Last two months, I didn't know that we have run out of contracts with our electricity supplier. And the moment you run out of contract with them, you don't quickly renew. They assume that you know. And I was trying to check. It was the accountant that brought my attention and said, Pastor, go and look at your bank statement too. He's saying something 
he's not sure it's a direct debit, but it's a huge amount, almost 1,000 pounds plus. So by the time I checked it and I traced it, it was a direct debit from our <laughs> electric supplier. And they have taken almost 860 pounds. I said, what are we doing? We only come to church on Sundays and Saturdays. This is not a bakery or anything. <laughs> Monday to Fridays, the church is here, empty. I'm only there in the office. Then they told me, said, ah, your contract has finished. I said, so what? He said, because you didn't renew your contract and things have gone up. We'll be paying 860 pounds. Ah. I said, I won't go back to tell my wife. She will send me back. So we began to talk. I said, what do we do? He said, renew your contract. By the time we renew the contract, by next month, we'll be paying about 320 pounds. What am I saying? Wisdom. Check your statement. Check your statement regularly. Check it. So I have to compare. I have to do some comparison. Wisdom for wise spending. Do I really need it? Is it the right timing for me to buy? Will the value increase if I buy that thing? Will the purchase improve the quality of my life and my family? Is it affordable within my present budget that I will not take a loan to buy that thing? And I don't need to borrow. Does it complement my Christian values and testimony? Before I buy, I need to weigh those options. So three things you do with money, you spend it, you waste it. And the last one is what? You invest it. You invest. Many wise people, they invest. Many waste money. Many spend money. But only few people invest money. Now, when you talk about investment, you're talking about putting your money into shares, buying shares and stocks, you know, making sure that you put your money where your mouth is. Is that what they say? Isn't it? All right. Okay. Invest. 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 Stocks. Shares. Real estate. Put money there. Investment. Build a portfolio for yourself. Do business. Little, little business you can do without taking a loan. In fact, if you want a loan, go to people, families, and friends that can give you a loan without interest. You don't need to approach your bank. You need about 3,000, 4,000. It's what people can gather to give you for the next six months. And you pay back, isn't it? Rather than going to approach the bank for interest. So there are businesses you can do. Even now, when you are home, COVID has taught us a lesson. You can make money while you are sitting down at home, making money. People wouldn't know you are making money, extra source of income. You make money. All right? You talk about business, fixed deposits, then savings. Now, I'm going to show you something that you will need to do and you start to do as from now on. All right? Now, we call this Trinity of Wealth. It is constant. Trinity of Wealth creations. Three, Trinity of Wealth creations. Number one, shares. Shares and stocks are constant. I didn't know I had that so much of shares when I left Nigeria. Then all of a sudden, a friend of mine told me and said, look, they have been sending these messages to me. And by the time I went to Nigeria, about a year or so, and I went there and he said, look, 
you have to go there, do this sign, 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 sign and do all these forms and everything. My mind, for almost 15 years, I didn't know. They were building the portfolios and the shares and the money was there. The dividends were there. So shares and stocks are things that invest in shares and stocks. Companies that you know, it's all over online. It's so free in UK. You can do it online. You can set it up online. Praise God. All right. That's the first trinity of wealth creation. The second one is real estate. Real estate is the only thing that is real. You buy a house now, this year, for more than 50000 Two years, three years after, the value will have gone up. Praise God. All right, there are gurus here. They are looking at me. Three houses, four houses in this church. Students, can I shock you? You can start planning now. Put some savings aside. All right. The third one, the third trinity of wealth is business. The first one is shares, which brings a constant return. The second one, real estate, is a regular extra income. And the third one is business. That one is a transferable wealth. So those are the three trinity of wealth that you need to invest on. Now, let me tell you this. You must be financially intelligent. You must learn how to play with money. That's what they call it. You must know how to play with money. You need to go to trainings. Proverbs 4.7. It says, wisdom is the principal thing. He said, therefore, get wisdom. In all that getting, get what? Understanding. Read books. I keep saying this. Read books. Read books. I, I wrote something in my book. Let me, let, me, let me just read that page. In my book. I said, I said, having wealth is not a sin. And the reason God's children are poor is that they do not ask and receive as he has promised. Alright? Money is alright to have. And it's a great blessing that can be used to help God. Now, the good thing about money is that it really does not discriminate. It does not care what color or race you are. That is money. Alright? What class you are. What your parents did or even who you think you are. You have the same rights and privileges as everyone else. The only thing that can hold you back is you and your own money beliefs. There is no way money can know who is handling it. It's there in my book. I wrote it. Now, financial intelligence, read books, go to seminars, attend wealth creations uh, conference. Then we, there's something we call financial planning, budgets. Budgets. If you don't want to waste the money and the resources, budgets. Know your limits. Luke 14, 28, the prodigal son. Then financial discipline. Be disciplined. Don't try to please people. Don't try to please everyone. Don't do what everyone is doing. People will call you names. They will say you are wicked. It doesn't matter. It is your money. You work for it. They will tell you you are stinging. It's because you are disciplined. In my house, we send you to buy something. You bring receipt. The change. Bring it. Don't keep it. 
If I want to give you, I'll give you. It's a gift. You don't tell me what to give you. I want to give you a gift. I'll give you. Bring back the change. Discipline. You know, all these little, little pennies and little, little things we ignore. They bring waste. Financial discipline. They will call you names. Proverbs 13, 18. Let me read that message version before we just pray. Be disciplined. Proverbs 13, 18. Please, if you can flash the message version, that would be, that would be good. Then I want to show you the 30, 70 principle of wealth. Are we ready? All right? Message version. Proverbs 13, 18. It says, refuse discipline and end up where? Do you want to be homeless? homeless. You will not be homeless. Amen. But be disciplined. <laughs> Embrace correction and live what? Oh. I love that version. Discipline. What you spend. What comes out of your account. Listen. If you have a particular amount every month. A target you have set and said look. After this no more. Madam will come and say we need this next month. Uh, this next month discipline an amount of money you put in the savings you are disciplined about it when we are to buy this building the people around me never knew we had that money because by his grace I'm not saying this because I'm a pastor I'm your leader I don't need to boast or tell the people what I do I hate people when they start saying that this and that about them. But let it show. Let, let us see. Be a real man. So, they will bring so many programs. They will bring so many ideas. I said, no. I said, in the next five years, we are saving. It was a battle. Oh, there are needs there. I said, no. Five years, we are committed to putting something in their accounts. Eight years after, Issue of building showed up. And they said, Pastor, we have to do fundraising. I said, fund what? For God? If it is God, God will provide. We don't do fundraising for God. He owns the church. And they said, where will you get the money? God will provide. And lo and behold, I just came that day and I brought the statement of the account. Wow. We had this much of amount in the account. Wow. Wow, they were saying, Wow, wow. I said, That is wow. <laughs> a leader that is not disciplined will fall into trouble in future. Listen, husband, be disciplined. Know what to spend, know what to give, know when to give, know when to say no. There are things that can wait. Shop, look, food cannot wait. But clothing and dresses can wait sometimes. Discipline. Now, let me show you this finally, then we pray. Three seventy principle of wealth. Now, look at this. You can take the picture. Now, you make an 100% income. That's what we do every month, isn't it? Every month, your salary, your profit from your business, it comes into your account. Every month. You may ask you a question. 
all the money and the thousands that have flowed into your hand, what have you done with them? Where are they? Now, after this year, by this time next year, I'm still going to ask you that question. Now, 100% of your income, you divide it into two. 30% and what? 70%. Now, that 30%, you divide it into three. You divide it into three. You make this regular. Be disciplined about it. Alright? The first 30%, that is for God. We call it tithes in kingdom. Look up. Outside their world, they call it charity. You may not know, but let me just tell you this. David Beckham and all these guys, all these artists, you know, they give a percentage amount of money to the government. You know, they earn millions every month. Do you know how much tax they should be paying if they have to declare that to HMRC? The wisdom is that they give a certain percentage of their income, about 30%, to the government. They call it charity. But for us, for the kingdom, what do we call it? Tax. Bill Gates set up a project in Africa to eliminate polio, malaria. That's part of his charity to the world. The same thing, this amazing guy. Every one of them will have to do it, or else they will pay huge amount of tax. Accountant, is, is that not right? So they commit 10% of that income or profit to charity. We call it tithe. We call it tithe, all right? Make that regular. Then the 10% out of the 30%, make sure every month, come rain, come sun, come shine, if nothing happens, Put something in the savings. No matter how small, put commit to put something in the savings. Sir, if you are earning 1,500 now and you cannot save, when you earn 5,000, you will struggle to save. Imagine a 50 pounds every month times 12. You don't touch it. That's 600 pounds every year times five. That's 2005. By the time you gather money, people give you loans. That's enough to buy a house. Savings every month. Put something 20 pounds, 50 pounds, 100 pounds. Keep it aside every month. Every month. For as long as you are working, an income is coming. Then the Last 10% is for your personal development. When I mean personal development, maybe you want to go to trainings, you want to buy books, you want to invest in, you know, products or anything. That's the 10%. Now, the remaining 70%, you spend it on your family. But this 30%, don't ever touch it. Never. Sir, if you can work on this, this is the principle that bought this building. That's what I'm teaching you. The principle that bought all this building, that's the principle. 3070. That is the principle. We bought this building, cash down. But the people said, no, we don't do money laundering. No. They run when they saw cash. Say, so in my country, we don't do mortgage. We buy land, we buy property. We give you cash. Say, no, 
We had the cash because we were saving. We were saving. For almost 10 years, we were putting money in the account. 1,000, 2,000, 3,000. We were saving. 30, 70. Commit to it for three years. Trust me, you will come back to thank God. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 3, told Abraham, God promised him, I will bless you. I will increase you. I will enlarge you. You know what? With God, God has enough blessings that can go around to everybody. There are enough of God's blessings that can go around. Proverbs 10, 22. The Bible says, it tells us, it's the one that gave it us well. It said, the blessings of the Lord make it rich and added no sorrow. Don't allow your vision limit your provision. When a shark is kept in an aquarium, listen to this. You keep a small shark in a very small aquarium in your city room. Alright? The same shark, you see the same shark. Guess what? That shark will not be bigger than that aquarium. Do you agree? Now, take the same shark, that shark fish, into an ocean. It becomes a giant. It becomes what? A giant shark. The wisdom. There is something in you that is greater than where you are now. Everyone of you seated. Don't ever look down on yourself. Your location has nothing to do with the wealth and the prosperity we are talking about. If you have the right mindset and the understanding of the scripture, you can be rich anywhere in the world. Stand up on your feet. You can succeed. You can be rich and serve God. You are not a local champion. You are not created to suffer and to bear. The best of you is yet to come. Amen. Lift up your hands. There is more in me. There is more in me. Oh, yes, Lord. Ask God.